I'm Bridget Metcalf. Join me each week as I chat with leaders from around the world, shining a light of global issues that affect us all, so the truth may be known. Don't miss out on the conversation. Go to your favorite podcast streaming service now to subscribe to Truth Be Known. For upcoming podcasts, go to truthbeknown.org and enjoy the conversation. Hello, friends. This is Bridget Metcalf, and thank you for joining us today on the Truth Be Known podcast. We have with us Keith and Maya Durkin from Tijuana, Mexico, the founders of Mexico Red Ministry. Driven by Christ's love, Mexico Red is making a difference in the lives of the homeless, addicts, and victims, as well as their children through outreach and discipleship programs in Tijuana, Mexico. They focus their resources on reaching kids through a value-based education program, targeting the most vulnerable children caught in the web of poverty, drug culture, and the sex trafficking environment that exists along the Mexico and U.S. border region. Enjoy the conversation as we dive into this week's episode of Truth Be Known. Our children are at the very most, the most interesting stage in their lives right now for us. Really? How so? They're both dating seriously for uh, basically a couple of years. Both of them have been dating a couple of years. Uh, wow. Seriously. Yeah. Entonces, estamos como viendo cuáles sus próximos pasos, que van a, que viene adelante para ellos. Yeah, so we're waiting for the next steps, what's, what's coming, you know, when's the date, or, you know, is a ring coming, you know, that type of stuff, without pressuring them, right? Oh, so they haven't told you yet if that's around the corner or not? Well, they've kind of hinted, one of the, one couple has hinted, you know, but uh, there's no date on the calendar. We just said, hey, you got to give us four months in advance so we can arrange our calendar, right? <laughs> Can't say it's next week. No. <laughs> That's exciting. Isn't it crazy to think that our kids are at that level where they're thinking of marriage and all that kind of stuff? I know. I just keep saying, you know, to my friends and family, oh my gosh, I think this season it has been the hardest for me, you know, with the kids because being a mama, you know, like, uh, where are you going? Please, careful. This is no more. You no. just need to pray. And, and that is that is so difficult. Just And it's life, you know, just let go. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that is, that is our season, my season. <laughs> I completely understand. It's a whole nother level of trust with your kids. You think that you need to do that when they're smaller but I think when they get older and they make bigger decisions in life it requires more trust yeah that's that's the I think that's the thing of faith for parents because sometimes you see things and you definitely don't want to micromanage your kids at at this stage of their lives it's a lot more praying and I think being supportive Mm -hmm. well you've got great kids and so I know they're making good decisions and they'll have wonderful spouses in the future and it's exciting to see where their lives will go well of course you guys are dear friends of Dana and I and we've known you for many years but we wanted to just ask you today how did you end up in Tijuana Mexico how did this journey get you there to start Red Ministry Creo que, que puedo decir dos cosas. I can say two things uh, muy importantes, very um, important things. Antes de 
de, 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 de hablar de Tijuana específicamente. Before speaking about Tijuana specifically. Entonces, después de este periodo de 20 años fuera de, de Tijuana, fuera de este lugar. So being outside of Tijuana, we were 20 years in mainland Mexico. Fue cuando Kide empezó a tener una crisis en su salud emocional. That's when I began to have a crisis in my emotional health, my, my psychological health. Y buscando ayuda externa a lo que era la organización donde servimos. Teníamos un familiar, Juana, en el hospital de salud mental. So she had a family member that worked as a psych nurse at the mental health hospital in Tijuana. O sea, situaciones que nunca, estos eran palabras muy grandes, muy mayores para mí. So these were just circumstances that were just overwhelming for But all of us. Y escuchar, Tijuana tiene un hospital de salud mental. To hear that Tijuana had a mental health hospital. O sea, nunca, nunca pensé, como, ¿cómo? ¿Cómo? Esto es demasiado. I thought, how, uh, that's, that's too much. But this is how we got to the city of uh, Tijuana. Bajo unas circunstancias eh, físicas, emocionales, espirituales. Bien. Yeah, it, Bien. on all levels, physically, emotionally, psychologically, spiritually, I was suicidal. It was a very, very dark time for us. Sí, entonces esa responde la primera parte, cómo llegamos a la ciudad de Tijuana. So, so that responds to the first part, how we get to Tijuana, that's how we got there. Y, y realmente esto nos, nos, llevó, nos llevó dos años eh, al sur de Tijuana, Mientras que se recuperaba. So that took us to another ministry too, uh, for two years in the south of uh, Tijuana where I was recuperating. Estuvimos en, en la misma área, pero cuatro horas al sur. We were four hours south of Tijuana, working in another ministry. ¿Qué, qué pasó después? So what happened after that, right? We were there for two years. Algo con una memoria agradable para nosotros. I didn't have any good memories about Tijuana. Por, por la manera como llegamos. For the way we arrived at Tijuana. Pero después de dos años, But after two years, eh, había una organización que nos estaban ofreciendo a nosotros para reiniciar nuevamente un ministerio. We were offered an organization, it was a non-profit that, in Tijuana, and they offered it to us to restart this ministry that was kind of in, in trouble. Honestamente, o sea, mencionaron Tijuana otra vez y vamos allá y para mí era como, wow, como un trauma. Yo no quiero regresar. And for me, I heard Tijuana again. And for me, it was just traumatic. I don't know. I don't want to know. Okay, I don't know if we should go to Tijuana. Yeah, I want to put it like just a little parenthesis because you're, you and Dana are part of the story. Yes. <laughs> uh, we, we knew like our time was kind of ending where we were at, but we had no idea we were going to go. And so we were actually in Colorado and, and driving back. We spent the night with you and you guys ministered to us. Uh, and I just, your, your husband gave us a word. I feel like God is going to open a door and it's going to be very soon. Well, we drove the next day after that to LA, and that was the day that they offered us this organization. So I thought, well, I think God, you know, is speaking to us. So um, once I saw it, I was really happy about taking this ministry. Maya was a lot more reluctant at that point. Sí, entonces, esa fue la manera como eh, dos años después regresamos a la ciudad de Tijuana. 
So that's how we got to Tijuana two years after leaving. He was ready, he felt strong. I felt weak and fragile. But I was following and helping when I felt God was putting in the heart of my husband. Entonces de esa manera regresamos a Tijuana listos para iniciar un, un ministerio en, en las afueras de la ciudad. And that's how we got back today, Tijuana, and we're starting a ministry. It was kind of on the outside of the, the city part in some of the neighborhoods. Entonces esto sí me lleva ahora a lo que es Zona Norte. So this takes us to where, how we got to Zona Norte. Teníamos probablemente dos meses en la ciudad. We were in the city, TJ, for about two months. Cuando fuimos a una área de la ciudad donde alguien necesitaba hacer unos, unos asuntos. Someone had something that had to be done in a certain part of the city. Lo que no nos dimos cuenta es que era el área de la zona norte de la ciudad donde estaba toda la prostitución. What we didn't realize, it was at the, the it was in zona norte where all the prostitution was. Entonces, era un domingo por la noche cuando empezamos nosotros a recorrer esa área. Yeah, it was a Sunday night. We began to go around this area. We were looking for an ATM to make a deposit for this friend of ours. Entonces, era un domingo en la noche. So, it's Sunday night. Cuando hay más clientes y más movimiento. Yeah, there was more clients and more service people on the streets. Así es que ese tour sin querer nos llevó a conocer el área más difícil de la ciudad. So, so we had this unscheduled tour of this place that we weren't expecting there in Soda Norte. Y yo creo que ese fue un día muy importante. And I think that was a very important day. Donde Dios empezó a poner profundamente en nuestro corazón lo que Él estaba viendo aquí en la ciudad de Tijuana. That God is revealing what was really deeply in His heart about what was going on here in the city of Tijuana. Y lo que él ya tenía programado en, en, en su agenda para su propósito y para nosotros aquí. Like, the, it was the thing he already had on his agenda, his purposes for us. Pues bueno, después de esto fue After un, that, una, una lucha, estaba como forcejando. It was like a fight, like, I remember I said, hey, we should go and maybe rent a place in that area, and, and, and Maya wouldn't get out of the car or anything. <laughs> but we were praying about it, you know? Sí, sí, porque es, eso me impactó tanto, llegar a esa área de la ciudad. It was so impactful getting to that place in the city. Pero era una mezcla también de emociones como, Dios, por favor, ten misericordia de esas personas. It was like a mix of emotions. I was saying, oh, God, please have mercy on these people. ¿Dónde está el lugar donde estas personas pueden llegar tal como ellas son y, y encontrarte a ti? I was asking, God, where's the place where these people could come just the way they are so they can find you, just, you know, just the way they're dressed and how they are. Pensaba yo un lugar donde muchachas prostitutas pudieran llegar sin tener que ponerse ropa de iglesia. A place where, you know, prostitutes could come in and they didn't have to, you know, wear church clothes to, you know, sit down. Y, y esa, era, esa era mi oración. Dios, her, her, her cry, you know, God. Dios, por favor, manda a alguien. Send somebody, God. Send somebody. 
Y, y eso fue lo que sucedió, que, que esa misma noche Dios. That, that same night God spoke to Maya. Y, y, y decía, says, ustedes pongan you, ese you lugar. You put the place there. You put that place. Y yo sentí como, no. No, 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 Esto no es para aquí y para mí. No, this is not for Keith and Maya. Eso debe de ser para personas que tienen tatuajes en toda la cabeza. This is for people that have tattoos all over their face or something like that. Piercings, you know, not us. Nosotros somos demasiado formales. We're too formal. We're, we're... Yo creo que no, no podemos conectar con I, I don't think we can connect with the people there. Entonces, eso era parte de la lucha. That was part of the, of the struggle. Pero también pensaba, ese es un lugar muy peligroso. Then I thought, you know, this is a very dangerous place. Pero Keith empezaba más y más a, a decir, sabes que vamos, vamos a buscar un lugar. And I, I said, hey, let's just go. Let's just look for a place. Let's see if we can rent some place or something. Pues un mes más tarde. And about a month later. Lo que sucede en esta frontera de Tijuana. What happened at the border at that time. Siento que Tijuana es una de las fronteras más visitadas del mundo. It's one of the most trafficked borders in the world. Personas tratando de cruzar a los Estados Unidos. So many people from different countries trying to get into the United States. Entonces justo un mes después de esto. So a month after that. Recibí un mensaje que decía que había llegado un grupo muy grande de haitianos a cierta área de la ciudad. I received a text that there was a big group of Haitians that came, they were in Zona Norte. Pero realmente no sabíamos bien dónde era exactamente dónde estaban. But we didn't know exactly where they were at. Y esto es la, es la cosa como graciosa que hace Dios. This is kind of the funny way God works, right? You know? Porque cuando llevamos alimento y, y, y lo que se necesitaba para este grupo de refugiados. So we brought a lot of food. We brought this food for these Haitian refugees. Y era justo una cuadra alrededor de donde estaba el centro de prostitución y todo este lugar. But it was, it was just a block away from the whole zona norte where all the prostitution was going on. It was a shelter, but it was just one block away from all the action. Entonces... Para mí, esto fue la manera como Dios tuvo que, que como torcer mi brazo porque mi, mi corazón se llenó de compasión viendo todos esos niños haitianos durmiendo en el piso y yo que quise estar con ellos inmediatamente. And so that was kind of the way God twisted my arm. I got there and I saw a bunch of, you know, Haitian refugee children, you know, sleeping on the floor and now in Sona Norte. And so that, that's how God grabbed my heart again to be in that area. Y, y así fue. And that's how it happened. Empezamos ayudando a los refugiados haitianos. We began helping the Haitian refugees. Y fue como en los siguientes meses que nos pusimos en la banqueta de un edificio. In the following months, we just we were just on the sidewalk in front of this kind of dilapidated building. Muy, muy feo. It was ugly. The place was ugly. I mean, yeah, bad. It was, a, it was a heroin den. That's when people shoot up heroin there. Entonces empezábamos a poner unos unas termos con chocolate o café caliente. Yeah, we put, you know, like uh, two thermoses with coffee and hot chocolate. Pronto nos dimos cuenta que había niños que llegaban y se acercaban también con nosotros. And then we realized a lot of children yeah. were coming, but local kids, Mexican kids that would come to be with us. Así es que yo creo que en los siguientes cinco meses estuvimos dos días por semana y ya teníamos un, un grupo que se nos acercaba grande y quería escuchar palabras. So yeah, the 
following several months, we were going there twice a week, and I had a group already coming to hear the, you know, us share the word and fellowship with eating there. Así es que yo creo que en este verano probablemente fuiste con con un grupo de mujeres. Oh, that, that summer, yeah, you were there with a group of women. You came. And we were on the sidewalk. That's right. I remember we did a kids ministry pop-up, kids ministry time. And these kids were just randomly coming from off the streets and no parents were monitoring them. They totally trusted us with their children. And then we were taking them back to their moms and they were high and it was it was an incredible experience. Mm, yeah. <laughs> pues esta fueron estas fueron nuestras primeras experiencias. Como dices, eran niños no monitoreados. That, that, that was our first experience. Like you said, they were kids that were not monitored. Realmente hijos de mujeres prostitutas. Children of prostitutes. Eh, hijos de mujeres adictas. Uh, you know, the mothers drug addicts. Hijos de mujeres uh, migrantes. Uh, yeah, children of mi migrant women that were trying to get to the States. Entonces, esto nos, esto nos llevó a abrir nuestros ojos y ver que muchos de esos niños no estaban en, en un programa de escuela. So we saw that a lot of kids were not going to any form of schooling, education. Especialmente porque las, las muchachas pues duermen durante la mañana, entonces no, no enviaban sus hijos. Well, the mothers were sleeping, you know, I mean, they're working at night and they're sleeping during the day, so they're not sending their kids off to school. Así es que así empezamos a crear algo tan sencillo como un programa de ayudar con algo de tareas o algo de escuela, pero era un club realmente. We just started like a little, uh, it was like a, a homework type of club, but we were, you know, we had curriculum, but we were helping kids on a, you know, like a tutoring level, but it was not an official thing at that point. It was just like we had it four days a week. We had about 12 kids when we started out. Y bueno, esto nos, nos hizo conocer mucho las historias de, de los niños ahí en la calle. So from there we began to really understand the stories and the dynamic of these kids that were on the streets there. Y muchas cosas interesantes muy rápido comenzamos a aprender. And we began to learn very quickly. We were very novice of what's going on. Supimos cómo los niños trabajaban pidiendo dinero para darlo a padres adictos. So we learned that the kids were the ones that were begging or giving tips so they could give the money over to the parents that were buying drugs and or addicts. That was the dynamic of the kids. En esos mismos meses había un papá que llegaba y pedía el dinero de sus niñas y yeah. We had three sisters, and then the father, who was a heroin addict, came and asked for the money from the kids that they had gotten. He says, I need, you know, money right now. En ese momento es cuando empezaba a sentir, no, aquí tenemos que empe empezar a poner un alto. But this is the moment I thought, no, we have to put a stop to this. Y, y las niñas con mucho miedo sacaban sus monedas para dárselas a, a su papá. And, and the girls, you know, they were very fearful, but they gave their, you know, their money over to the father. Y esa historia y muchas otras historias eran, eran historias que, que realmente me, me impactaban. So these stories really just impacted me, their lives. Sí, tuvimos una niña que cuando terminó el programa de escuela yo no encontraba a su mamá. We had a girl that was with us, and after this, you know, our school time, I couldn't find her mother. I couldn't, you know, just leave, leave her on the street. I was trying to find her mother. We sent someone to look, you know, look at the local hotels, look at the local places. Y era meternos en situaciones difíciles porque era eh, la pareja de, 
una persona que movía la droga en el lugar. Yeah, so this, the, this, the mother was, her lover was actually a guy that was one of the drug dealers. He was also a hitman. It was a very, you know, very precarious situation. Así es que tener estos niños y saber a quién, a quién entregarlos, a quién no, cuándo tenerlos. They would send a third party to come and pick up the girl and we would say, no, it has to go with the mother. It was just, it was a very difficult situation if the mother didn't show up. Uh, because she had a job, a client. Estas experiencias, yo siento que fue lo que empezaba a poner en nuestros corazones. Wow, tenemos que empezar a, a luchar so, por estos niños. So the, those were the situations where we realized we really need to begin to fight for these kids. Y ahí empezó uno de los, vamos a decir, metas fuertes de lo que es Zona Norte Red ahora. So that really began for us to define one of our main goals in, in our ministry, you know, Mexico Red. Que es el, el rescate de, de los niños. Is rescuing children. Dos años después. So two years later, the school. Podemos decir que, que ha llegado a ser uno de los filtros más importantes por los cuales Zona Norte Red ha podido rescatar. The school has served as a filter. Actually, now the school is a government-approved school. Now it's not just an education center, but our school becomes our filter to see what's going on with children and then how we, first of all, pray and then what action we can take to rescue kids. Gracias a Dios. Puedo contar en un momento más alguna o otra historia, pero... Yo creo que hemos tenido probablemente unos 13 niños. Yeah, I could share several stories, but I think since the time it began, it's over a dozen children that have been extracted from Southern Norte. That is incredible. Y yeah. llevados a lugares de refugio y, y a lugares donde vemos, wow, sus vidas. Yeah, we've seen their lives transformed. Every case is different, but been able to get them in Christian homes or out of the area with another family member, or every every scenario has been very different, but many have been put in Christian homes, which is our, you know, our joy. Esto, el programa de rescate, es uno de las, del corazón del de, de ministerio, de ayudar los niños y rescatarles. So that's really at the heart of our ministry, you know, help the children and rescue them. Sin embargo, tenemos las, las mujeres también que llegan. But we also have the women that come. Tenemos las personas de calle que llegan. We have the street people that come. Y con los cuales, con muchos de ellos hemos construido eh, relación. And with many of them, we formed you know, relationships with them, friendships. Y esto ha sido algo muy, muy hermoso. And this, is a, this has been something very, very beautiful. Conectar con ellos. To connect with them. No solamente como alguien que va y da un sandwich una vez. Not just like I go one day and I give them a sandwich. Lo cual es bueno. Estoy agradecida con todas las personas que llegan allá. Uh, that's it's a good thing, and I'm really happy for people or that people do that to come and you know see the need and, and bring food. Sin embargo, ir un poco más allá y conocerlos y estar con ellos y. But going beyond that and, and to be with them and to know them and to hear their stories and to, you know, just really befriend them. Nos ha llevado a un tiempo de confianza con ellos, que ellos se preocupan por nosotros. Yeah, we've gotten to, so close to them that they actually worry about us or are concerned about us. Ellos oran por nosotros. They, they pray for us. We pray for them, but they pray for us, you know. <laughs> y... 
hemos tenido tantas experiencias tan bonitas con ellos. We've had many beautiful experiences with them. Hace unos hace unos meses llegó una mujer prostituta que está su casa a un lado de nuestro lugar. A woman that you know, she works in the industry, a prostitute. She lives right next door to us. She came over. Y solamente llegó al mostrador. She came to the, the, where we give out the food. We have like a counter where we hand out the food to people. Y ella dijo, estoy buscando a alguien encargado. Quiero dejar esto aquí para ustedes. She said, hey, I'm looking for the person in charge. I want to leave this for you. Y era un, un, un pequeño rollito de, de billetes. And it was a roll of bills of money. Y la, la persona que lo recibió, que trabaja en zona red, preguntó, ¿quieres que... Escriba tu nombre, de dónde eres. And our, our, our worker asked, do you want us to write a name down or, you know, who you are, give the donation. Y ella dijo, la verdad, no quieres saber dónde trabajo. No hago nada bueno. She says, you don't know, you don't want to know where I work or what I do. I don't do anything good. Pero yo sé que ustedes están amándonos, están dando a los niños, están dando a los adultos. Por eso yo quiero dejar esto aquí para ustedes. But I know that you guys are loving us, and you're helping the people, and you're helping the children. I just wanted to leave this for you. A veces llegas a pensar, ¿cuándo pensarías que ibas a tener diezmos y ofrendas de, 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 de la gente de calle o los prostitutos? Or why you never would think, when, when are you going to get, you know, tithes and offerings from prostitutes or people from the street? These are things that actually encourage us. Ayer llegó una mujer, una mujer también, uh, prostituta, una mujer tan hermosa. Uh, yesterday, a very classy lady came. She, she's a prostitute, but she came to our, our ministry site. Y llegó con valentía. And she was, you know, like very courageous to come. Y ella dijo, la verdad, eh, pues yo veo lo que hacen aquí. She says, I, I see what you guys are doing here. Y a mí me gustaría poder colaborar con algo. I would like to help collaborate with something. Y la muchacha que trabaja con nosotros dijo, quisieras unirte a entregar alimento un día. And our, the, our worker asked her if she'd like to help serve the people as uh, they were, you know, we feed one day. Y ella dijo, ¿pudieran aceptarme? And she asked, would you accept me to do that? Y le dijimos, claro, vamos a simplemente a estar dando los platos. Yeah, of course, just giving out food plate, you can just do that, you know. Entonces, esto es la belleza. That, that's the beauty. Que no tienes que pasar por un proceso de cinco años de ser cristiana en plena comunión para servir en... Yeah, you don't have to go through five years of, of, of complete communion with the Lord in order to do something to help someone else. O toda la lista que hacen a veces las iglesias. Or sometimes the list that some churches would ask for before you can uh, serve. Mm -hmm. Es una mujer que dice, quiero venir, quiero servir. She says, I want to come, I want to serve. Y queremos darle... As I'm listening to what you guys are saying and, and sharing, the thing that just really touches my heart is I feel like what you've done just from the, the meager beginnings of this is you have given dignity and value to this community and let them feel the love by not just sharing food and, and donations and things with them, but you're sharing your lives and you're listening to their stories and you're giving them mm -hmm. dignity. It's just so powerful. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, well, one thing we, we would say is we don't give anybody dignity. We just, we're just recognizing the dignity they already have, you know, mm-hmm. as people created in the image of God. For me, it kind of, that helped really help my perspective because they're doing something for us in a way, you know, they're helping me understand the value of every person, every person created in the image of God has an eternal value. Jesus died for that person as much as he died for you or for me or anybody else. You know, sometimes we think, well, it's a little bit easier to die for a clean, squeaky clean kind of, but no, you know, Jesus, he's so passionate about them. He is so passionate that that's really helped us. You know, hey, we're, not, we're just recognizing it. We're not, we're not, and Jesus already gave it. It's nothing that right. I can give or my can, but we're just recognizing it. And so, and when they recognize it, they begin, you know, that's when they have the faith to believe it, you know? And so wow. um, that's the amazing thing about it. We're just collaborating with what God has already done and is doing. Sí, yo creo que esto pone la perspectiva en, uh, en, en poner en un mismo nivel, porque así somos. Yeah, yeah, it helps us have perspective to put us all on the same plane because that's where we're really at as humanity, as, as people. Y lo, es algo que tratamos de mencionar cuando personas llegan a, a servir. And that, that's something we share when people come to serve. Para tener la perspectiva correcta de... Voy a ayudar a alguien de calle, o voy a ayudar a un borracho, o voy a ayudar a un adicto. Oh, I'm going to help the drug addict, or I'm going to help the, the, the drunk, or I'm going to help a street person. No, no sentirnos mayores que ellos. Not to feel like we're any better than they are. Porque estamos en la capacidad de ayudar. Just because we have the privilege of being able to help. Pero ponernos a, en el nivel que Dios nos ve reconocer la, la dignidad que Dios ha puesto en ellos. Just recognize, you know, the dignity that, that God has put in them. Nos da una perspectiva muy, muy, un, plan, un plano muy sano para arreglar. And that's a really just healthy way for us, I think, for us to go there. It's, it's like the most exciting thing. You never know what's going to happen. That's the great thing about the ministry, but it's <laughs> like, you see these hands that are filthy, dirty, they pick through garbage just to try to maybe get their fix that they need for the day. But you connect your eyes with these people and just say, hey, we're so happy you're here and we're so blessed. And you just get a little better perspective of the heart of God. You know, just as I'm hearing your heart and you're sharing, I'm re-inspired. I mean, I'm, I'm kind of doing the same thing here. But yet, as I'm hearing you guys, it makes me even more excited about what we do and and makes me just want to get out there and do more. And so I want to ask you this question. Being involved in this ministry, and you were in church ministry for years, you know, and, and you guys have done amazing things, you know, throughout the years. You've planted churches. You You've been involved in so many different avenues. How has this ministry changed you? Mm. How has it impacted you? I mean, we're, I mean, no offense. I think I, we all look really good for our age, but we are getting up in age. Yeah, <laughs> but sure, yeah. The latter part of our, our ministry, you know, how is this changing you? Oh, gosh. Creo que en, en lo personal. Personally, Maya is saying. Pudiera decir que, que cambió todo. I, I could para, just say it's it changed everything for myself. Mi paradigma de iglesia. My my paradigm of church. Cambió todo acerca de nosotros no somos dueños de la salvación de nadie. It changed my perspective of that we're not the owners of anybody's salvation. Mm-hmm. Cambió la perspectiva de 
somos iglesia en la calle. So it changed my perspective of we are church on the street. Cambió mi perspectiva de a quién voy a invitar a orar por alguien en la silla de ruedas cuando no tengo diáconos y ancianos. It changed my perspective. Who am I going to invite to pray for the person in the wheelchair when I don't have deacons and elders around me? Y la experiencia cambió tanto porque solamente estar en la banqueta, en la línea con los hombres. And just being in the line, the food line with the men. Uh, y encuentro a alguien enfermo. And I find a sick person there waiting for their food. Y me acerco a la persona y, y digo, voy a orar por ti. And I go to that person and say, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Entonces volteo al lado. And then I look around me. Y digo, ¿quién va a unir su fe conmigo? And I ask, who wants to join their faith with mine to pray for this guy? Y hay cinco o seis personas de calle. Yo quiero orar. And there's five or six street people saying, I want to pray. Y ellos están llegando y poniendo manos. So they come and they put hands on this, you know, fellow street person. Entonces, la perspectiva ha cambiado totalmente. So the perspective has changed completely. Aún personas dentro de las cuatro paredes de lo que llamamos iglesia, a veces ni quieren orar por una persona a un lado enferma. Sometimes us, you know, in our churches, in our four walls, they don't even want to, you know, someone in the regular church don't even want to pray for a sick person in the church. You know, so. <laughs> y ahí tenemos, ahí tenemos cinco o seis personas orando por alguien. So there we have, you know, five or, you know, six people praying for someone. Y eso para mí ha cambiado tanto la perspectiva. And this for me has really just changed the perspective. Y cuando digo esto, ¿quién sí y quién no? And when I say that, who, who's in or who's yes, who's no, who's in or who's out. Es porque la perspectiva de un creyente nominal. Or a nominal believer to believe. Tenemos una lista de quién sí puede ser salvo y quién no. We have, a, we have a list. Who can be saved and who can't be saved. Or who is saved and who isn't. Y piensas en los casos más extremos y horribles o personas horrendas. And you can think of the worst filthiest, terrible, most terrible people. Dices, yo no creo que esa persona, o sea, you think, I don't think that guy's going to make it in. You know, I don't think he can or, or could. Or... Y estando en Zona Norte, but being in Zona Norte, hemos visto que las personas han abierto su corazón a Dios. We've seen people open their hearts to God. Teníamos un, una persona alcohólica que estaba siempre fiel, siempre fiel. An alcoholic, he was there, faithful, every time, he was always there, coming. Y caminaba con una escoba todo el tiempo para, era su escudo para que la policía no lo agarrara y yeah. pensaran que estaba trabajando. Yeah, they, they're, they always walked around with some sort of tool. He always had a broom in his hand so the police wouldn't pick him up for being a vagrant. So they always try to show that they're working, they're carrying something, they have a broom. So he always had a broom in his hand so the police wouldn't pick him up. Pero era un alcohólico, alcohólico. But he was, he was, yeah, he was an alcoholic. Muchas veces llegó al lugar tan alcohólico que no entendía lo que estábamos uh, compartiendo. There was times he got there and he was so drunk he didn't even know what he was sharing. You know? Pero hubo unos días que llegó lúcido. But there were days that he was lucid. Y él empezaba a escuchar. And he began to hear. Y, y en ocasiones me dijo, ama, porque era la, la palabra que usaba para mí. Yeah, he would call my uh, ama. It's like saying mom. Me decía, vamos a llenar este lugar. He said, let's, we're going to fill this place. Va a venir gente a este lugar. Many people are going to come to this place. Tenía estas palabras de ánimo. And these words of like encouragement. Y él mismo empezaba a recibir. And he was receiving the word. No pasaron mucho tiempo cuando él enfermó muy, muy mal. And, and after all, he got very, very sick. Alguien nos fue a decir, sabes que él está muriendo. And someone told us, hey, you know, uh, 
His name was Marco. Mar Marco's dying. Así es que cuando terminamos el programa fuimos a la chocita de cartón yeah. y lo encontramos en, en, en una cobija que había tierra. And we finished our feeding program and went across the street. He lived in a cardboard box. Literally, it was a cardboard shack and he was lying down in this, in this shack. You know, Amaya bent down. Entonces, sí, como entré casi a ratas y, y empecé a hablar con él. And she began to talk to, to him. Y él no podía hablar ya, pero él podía escucharme. But he couldn't talk. He was trying to talk, but he could hear. Y dije, Marcos, ¿recuerdas lo que has escuchado? And I said, Marco, just remember what you heard. Dile a Jesús que, que reciba tu vida, que perdone. Yeah, say to Jesus, you know, forgive me, just receive my life. I give you my life. Y él trató de hablar en and ese he, momento. he was trying to speak at that moment. Y dije, solamente dilo en tu mente. Just say it in your mind, Marco. Así es que... Salí de ahí, de ese lugar, salimos de ahí. We, we left there. Dos horas después, Marcos falleció. And two hours later, he had passed away. Pero yo sé, estoy segura que Marcos está con Jesús. But I'm totally sure that Marcos is with Jesus. Entonces, ¿qué estoy diciendo con esto? So what am I saying with this? Cambió toda la perspectiva. It just changed my, my whole perspective. No vi todo el proceso de santificación en Marcos. I didn't see the whole process of sanctification that Marco left his, his bad sinful habits. Pero yo sé que Jesús ve el, el área y las personas y dónde está. Yeah, I know, but Jesus sees the people and the ambience and where they're at. Y el tiempo que, que haya sido una hora, tres horas o un mes, vale diferente ahí. Yeah, an hour, three months. I mean, the time has a different value there. Porque Jesús está viendo los corazones de las personas. Because Jesus sees the hearts of the people. Dos días después, encontré a un amigo adicto, muy amigo de Marco. Uh, a couple of days later, I saw, uh, he's a drug addict, a very good friend of Marco there uh, on the street. Y él me dijo, nuestro amigo Marcos falleció. He said, our friend Marcos is, is, has passed away. Y le dije, lo fuimos a ver. And I said, we went to see him. Y esta persona dijo, cuando yo lo fui a ver, él podía hablar. Y me dijo, solamente estoy esperando que mi mamá venga a verme. He says, when I saw him the day that he passed away, he said, he could talk. He said, I'm just waiting for my mom to come see me. Y la persona dicta dijo, pero su mamá falleció hace como 15 años. But he said his mother had passed away 15 years before, previous. Entonces yo entendí que Marcos estaba esperando nuestra visita. And that's why I understand that Marcos was waiting for our visit. Por eso estoy segura que él, él tiene, tenía su corazón listo para ir. And that's why I knew that he had his heart ready to go with Jesus. Wow. I'm, if people could see, they would see that my, I'm just crying over this story because it's so powerful. I, I just think that so many people need to be inspired to be the church wherever they can be. And I am inspired by your guys' story. I've actually witnessed, I remember one time being with you, uh, Maya and Keith in Tijuana, and this story really captured my heart. So sorry. Sorry to my audience that I'm crying right now, but, okay. <laughs> but I remember we were returning children from the pop-up school and in ministry time, and we were returning them to their moms and we were going into some crazy places and, you know, yes. you can see people hiding behind walls and, and doing heroin and doing drugs. And, you know, my team was like, 
what are we doing? And I'm like, we're just, we're just gonna just, you're safe. You're in the hands of God. And so we're walking through these areas and we're taking these kids back. And I remember, um, Maya, you ran into a lady that was in a cardboard box as well, but she had made it into her home in a really dark little alleyway. And we walked in and she had written on the walls of the cardboard, her heart. Mm, yes. And and she had yes. journaled out like her life and her story. And you and I were just reading and you were yes. translating for me some of the yes. words that she was writing. Yes. And we just, mm -hmm. we, we were in that little cardboard box all together. Well, it was actually a, a bigger cardboard box than normal. I think it was yeah. like a, yeah. a refrigerator box more. Yeah. And no, um, we were we were praying for those ladies and for that particular lady, that mom, and it impacted me so greatly. And even as I'm mm. listening to what you guys are sharing right now, it's just like makes me just want to. Even though I'm already on the streets, it makes me want to go back to the streets and and apply yeah. more of what you're saying because you know, they're crying out, mm. be treated, not degraded. And, you know, there's, there's a whole community out there that just needs to mm. see Jesus with flesh on yes. and be the mama and be the papa and, and just yeah. the basic necessities and showing them love. And it's just so powerful what you're sharing. I, I'm just mm -hmm. greatly impacted. So I hope that my audience can feel like as they're listening they can feel what you guys are saying because it's it's so powerful. If if there was wow. a young person right in front of you right now and said, "Well, I want to go do ministry and I want to go change the world and you know I want to be a part of what you're doing," how would you form them? What would you say that how you've been impacted and how they need to look at this perspective? En el principio del ministerio, uh, era uno de los tiempos más difíciles. It was one of the hardest times. Porque tampoco estábamos listos. Because we weren't really totally ready. Entonces, esto me ayudó a entender cuando alguien joven. So this helped me understand when, like, when a young person came. Y quiere servir, y quiere estar en la calle, they, quiere estar. They want to serve, they want to be on the street. A veces puede ser un lugar muy solo. It can be a very lonely place. No tienes la plataforma, no there's, tienes las luces. There's no lights, there's not a platform. Estás, estás corriendo hacia, hacia a la oscuridad para poner la luz. You're, you're going into darkness to, to bring the light. Y esto puede ser demasiado oscuro. And it can be pretty dark. Y mientras pasa el tiempo, cuando hay alguien joven que quiere correr a un ministerio así, pueden darse cuenta, no, yo creo que no, no soy para estar aquí. Yo creo que extraño mucho a mi comunidad o mi... I miss my community. O, lugar más seguro or, or safe place. y yo creo que para nosotros nos ha dado perspectiva y paciencia cuando alguien quiere llegar y no entienden el ambiente o la situación I think that's given us patience and, and understanding when people you sort of say a younger person wants to come and just kind of see what it's all about y pueden confundirse muchas veces porque en un ministerio así no tienes una manera normal de medir, vamos a decir, éxito si quisieras. And, and so, yeah, because in a ministry, ministry like this, it, it, 
you don't really have a metric to say what is, you know, what's successful or you're, you're not, you know, how many attended, I guess, or attendance or your offerings or, you know, all the metrics we can use in church, right? Sí, todo esto en estos lugares no existen. Those things, those metrics don't exist in these places. La verdad, no deberían existir en ningún lugar. Well, <laughs> she says they shouldn't exist anyway. They shouldn't exist anywhere. Es acerca de Jesús y las almas. It's about Jesus and souls. Y cuando alguien joven llega y quiere servir, podemos dar la, la chance y la oportunidad. Ok, puedes empezar a, a ver y... Yeah, when a young person comes and they want to serve, you can come. And we've actually had some very, we have some very amazing young people that come. Um, just, they love Jesus passionately. Y, y puede conectar, vemos, sí, qué bueno, están, están agarrando el corazón para lo que es en la calle. Yeah, they, they have the heart, they're getting the heart for the people of the street. Y hay otros que simplemente dicen, no, yo no creo que esto es para mí. And others just say, no, I don't think this is for me. And I don't think it's for everybody. I don't want to, you know, because God has a place for all of us yeah. for kingdom work. It's like comparing oranges and apples and things like that. But I would just say it's really like being connected to Jesus and letting that connection flow to others so they can be connected to Jesus. And we've, we've made some dear friends um, and, and believing friends. We have people from all different denominations that help us there that Mm-hmm. It's just amazing. I get to see the body of Christ just work and love and serve together. It's just, it's, it's wonderful. It's beautiful. I, I'm just blown away. And it, it is funny. We often joke, you know, because we've known each other for a very long time, but we always say that Maya and I are very similar and Dana and Keith are very similar and, and you guys <laughs> yeah, are like yeah. our counterparts, you know, with each other. But I have to tell you that I can even feel feel even from the airways another level of anointing on you guys Mm -hmm. and it just makes me want to just pick you up and take you from Mexico and bring you here into Thailand (laughs) I really would like you guys to come and and be a part and even inspire how to do this and you said Mm -hmm. earlier that this ministry is not for everybody I often say that too you know red light ministry is not for everybody this kind of I call it frontline ministry is is not for everybody. Mm-hmm. However, I still believe that everybody should at least have an experience doing it. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So not mm-hmm. that nobody's exempt from, they need this encounter. I think everybody should get out of their country or their city and experience absolutely. other cultures and different things too. It gets you out of your world. It shakes you up a bit. So I think even uh, economic status and things like that, even though that maybe it's not your ministry or not your bent, it's really healthy for you to have that perspective. It's healthy for parents to have children, their their children experience this encounter of giving back and, and making a mark on your life. So um, that's, it's really powerful. I just, I'm just really inspired by you guys. And, and I just, it just makes mm-hmm. me love you guys even more what you guys are doing. Oh, God bless you. And it, isn't it amazing? You're, you're amazing. I mean, look, I mean, this is what I think about you. You know, you have this 
dream church in Scottsdale, Arizona, that you worked so hard to get started in this jewelry store that you renovated and you, you know, I mean, and pioneered. It's like, all right, now I'm set. You know, they got you know, the pastor this church for the rest of their lives and they'll be fine. And you get it all set up and no, we're going to Thailand and we're gonna, you know, take this international church. I think, oh my gosh, these guys, man, I that you inspire me, you know, would love to see what's going on. We'd love to go there. But I just wanted to take that point that you said about everyone should go. Maya and I actually went to Morocco. It's been two years ago, but Maya, before we went, says, why are we going? You know, why are we going to Morocco? I don't see any reason to Morocco. I mean, we've got this ministry. Well, you know, go to this Muslim country. Maya leads two women to Christ in Morocco. You know, our team of Mexicans lead 15 people to Christ. Uh, we see an opportunity for street kids in Morocco. And then my, and I we shared this with, we want to go back to Morocco, right? We want to start ministry in Morocco. We don't, we don't. So uh, everybody needs to, I, you know, if anyone, you know, they, should I do a short-term mission trip? Should I go to Thailand? Should I, you know, go with this? Oh yeah, go. Absolutely go. Yeah. You know, I have two more questions for you before uh, we conclude this time. One of the things that I would like to ask you is, you know, Dana and I, you guys have been in ministry a long time. And would you say that right now is the most fulfilling time of your ministry and why? It's a difficult question for her. O más bien difícil de contestar. Or difficult to answer. Pero lo que sí estoy segura que puedo contestar. What I could assured, assuredly say. Es que Jesús sacó algo de mí, allá dentro de mí, que yo pensaba que no tenía. God, Jesus took something out of me that I didn't think I had. Y lo hizo de una manera muy, muy, muy asombrosa. And he did it in just a very surprising way. Porque, porque tenía miedo estar en ese lugar. Because I was afraid to be in that place. Porque pensaba que no era una persona capaz o indicada para estar en ese lugar. I didn't lugar. think I was, you know, capable or I was really, I wasn't the indicated person to be in that place. Pero que, ¿cómo estoy viviendo este tiempo de, de ministrar? And how am I living this time and ministering to people? Yo creo que dos años después que llegamos a Tijuana, fue el mismo año que llegamos a, a Tijuana. ¿Qué fue? En octubre. En octubre, octubre the, when we arrived to Tijuana. Es cuando, cuando fue diagnosticada con cáncer. Oh, it's when I was diagnosed with cancer. Y esta situación me puso en, en una posición de estar en el suelo. And that, that situation put me, you know, just took me for a loop. I was on the ground. I was knocked out. Me hizo pensar tantas cosas diferentes. Me hizo ver como puedo orar por tanta gente, pero no tengo la fe para mí misma. It made me see things so different. I had faith before to pray for so many people, and then I had no faith for myself in the situation. Pero Dios usó esto para conectarme precisamente con las personas que ministramos en la calle. But God used that so I could connect with the people that were living on the street. Entonces, to, todo este tiempo de ministerio, estoy segura que Jesús ha sacado algo más de mí y ha puesto mi corazón para ellos. And so I know that during this time, God, God is, Jesus is taking something out of me and has used it to put into them. 
porque esa, esa fue la conexión más grande que, que me di cuenta que tuve con la gente de calle. That was the thing that connected me to street people, my process with cancer. Cuando vi que ellos estaban con sus cabezas agachadas y no podían levantar su cabeza. When I saw them with their heads down and they couldn't lift their heads. Y yo estaba recuperándome de la cirugía. And de... I was recuperating from my mastectomy. Y pregunté a Dios, ¿por qué tienen todos los hombres la cabeza agachada? Then I asked God, why does everyone have their head, you know, lowered? Y fue que el Espíritu Santo dijo, porque ellos estaban como tú, sin esperanza. And the Lord told me that they were like you, they felt hopeless. Y necesitan que alguien crea con ellos y por ellos. And they need someone to, to believe for them and with them. Como lo hicieron contigo en este proceso de cáncer. Like other people did for you in your process with cancer. Entonces estoy totalmente segura que, que Dios me puso en otro nivel de mi corazón para entregarlo a las personas. So I know that God put me in another level that I could put my heart out and, and share it with other, other people. Esa es, puede ser mi respuesta. That could be her, her answer for that question. Mm, I, I would say, just, it, yeah, it, it's amazing. It, we, we were changed in many ways. I would say it's a great, we're living a great chapter in our lives. You know, there's still many challenges and stuff, but I, it's a beautiful chapter. It, it really is. It's beautiful. You guys have pioneered. Um, it's beautiful to see something, you know, grow and, Uh, take a life of its own. It's beautiful to help people and hear the stories. Uh, it's been beautiful to have the nations come through our doors from Cameroon, Africa, Haiti, Honduras, Guatemala, Nicaragua, uh, people that we, we've grown dear. We, many are actually now crossing. The borders are getting loosened up now. Um, so it's interesting. We're having friends. We feel like we're a way station to just bless people with Jesus and sometimes we just move on. It's It's beautiful, you know, it's just beautiful. I, I'm very grateful, you know, every day that we have, uh, you know, our ability to minister and share, share and love. So it's, yeah, it's, it's a great, it's great. It's a great time, you know. Well, I, I so appreciate you guys. I'm very excited that um, Keith and Maya, you're going to be a part of the Virtual World Silt Conference we have October 16th and going to be sharing. Mm -hmm. And I want to encourage the audience here that you need to take a listen because there's going to be what I would call a now word for you. And you're not going to want to miss this now word because uh, I really believe that no pressure for you guys, no pressure, but I, I believe that there is going to be a powerful word that um, people are going to be inspired, equipped, and united um, to really stop this. It's, it's a different kind of epidemic. It's, it's modern day slavery that we're yes. wanting to stop and unify the countries together, city to city, nation to nation, hand to hand, mm -hmm. and see God do something different. So let me just mm -hmm. ask you, I know this is really not an easy thing to say, but let me ask you, if you could sum up the last few years into either one word or one phrase, What would you guys say? Uh, from pain to praise, I guess. I don't know. I mean, uh, um, wow. That yeah. says a lot. Just just yeah. those those two words, from pain to praise. I mean, wow. That's powerful. Yeah. What about yeah. you, Maya? Las promesas de Dios. The promises of God. Vienen en paquetes de dolor. They come in packages of pain. 
No sabes hasta que lo, lo abres, no sabes los yeah. procesos. Or you, and, and you don't know until you open it up, you don't know the processes. Or she said that the, the, the gifts of God come wrapped in the mystery of, of pain. Uh, we were, we're part of a church that started in 2014 and they've just celebrated six years and they've asked us to be part of their staff. And we have a wonderful church. Um, it's part of the Antioch movement. They're very world Christian and, you know, they're, they're awesome. But I, I saw that year 2014 and 2014 was like, it, it was the hell year of our lives. 2014, 2015, we went through so much uh, even 2017, I mean, it was just like it was clinical depression and uh, you know breast cancer, and um, even our kids. You know, our kids uh, gone through a process that's uh, very difficult. You know, as kids that have been in ministry and things like that. But I know God is using all those things for good. Uh, I think God is forming something new in His church. I think part of this pandemic is kind of how can I say it? I think it's been good for the church. I know it's been very hard for a lot of the church, yeah. but I think it's redefining what what's important. Yeah, it is and kind of realigning us. Yes, yeah, it is. And, and it's bringing out the best and the worst of, of, of things that are happening in church. But you know, I think Jesus has pushed us to our closets in a way to seek him. We're called to make disciples. We're called to be disciples. We, we're not called just to enjoy a great event. There's no unemployment here. No unemployment. Not in ministry. There's always no, an no, opportunity, no. right? And then God always does something in us too. You know, it's not just Absolutely. about what we do for everybody else, but it's God does something in us. And you said this earlier that when when you're looking at the hands of these people, it's, it's something breaks in you. Almost yes. probably more yeah. things happen for you than even in them. Um, absolutely it humbles us right yes is there any final word that you would like to share um Maya is there something that just on your heart that you would like to share before we close our our discussion today sí yo yo quiero animar a los que están escuchando que como dije las promesas de Dios vienen en este papel de misterio de regalo I want to encourage those that are listening today like I said that the the, the gifts of God are wrapped in mystery in, in, in this gift that he's giving us. And, and you can be fearful. Where is God taking me? God lives outside all this time and space here on earth. God knows everything, you know, the past, present, the future. He sees it all. Dios no le asusta la muerte. God, that, God is not afraid of death. Entonces cualquier cosa que Dios está entregando en tus manos ahora. So whatever God is putting in you, into your hands today. Recibelo. Just receive it. Es un misterio. It's a mystery. Pero Dios es soberano y Él sabe lo que ha puesto en tu mano. But God is sovereign and He knows what He's placed in your hands. Mm. Y esto es lo que tuvimos que recibir sin saber. And this is what we had received without knowing. Y vamos a recibir otras cosas sin saber. And we're going to receive other things without knowing. Solamente tomados de, de la mano de Jesús porque Él tiene todo. Yeah, <laughs> so we just, have, we just have to take the hand of our Lord Jesus because He knows everything, you know, our past, present, and future. Y va a usar tu vida para apuntar a los demás hacia Él. And He's going to use your life 
as, as a pointer to him. Mm, that's so good. Thank you guys so much. Wow. What an inspiring yeah. conversation that we had today. And it just reinforces how much I love you guys and um, <laughs> just appreciate you so much that, and even I'm so grateful for technology that we could be in two different countries and yet be able to be like we're in each other's living room right now so thank you for joining us today and inspiring my listeners thank you thank you keith and meyer for joining us today on truth be known mexico red ministry is making a huge impact in zona norte the skid row of tijuana Homelessness, drug addiction, and violence are all part of this area that sits on the border of Arizona and Mexico. Keith and Maya accept teams to come in and join them to minister to those who are marginalized and on the streets of Tijuana. If you would like to join them, go to mxred.org. That's M as in Mary, X as in X-ray, red.org. And find out more on how you can give, go, and pray. Your donations will be going to a great cause and have eternal effects. And mark your calendars because Keith and Maya Durkin will be joining us as one of our keynote speakers for the October 16th event, Virtual World Sealed Conference. We have 22 countries and over 87 locations hosting this event. Find one near you at seal.life. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to Truth Be Known and go to the truthbeknown.org site to find out more about our future episodes and guests that will be joining us each week. You can also find us on your favorite streaming service. And don't forget to let the truth be known.